Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're starting the book of Genesis and naturally we'll be in chapter one. But before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for all you've done. I thank you for the opportunity to read your book. The very first book, the book that tells us about how it all started. And I just pray that you would have your, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us and lead us that you would be the one that that speaks to us would be your message that we hear that there'd be nothing from me but it'd be all through you that you would be our guide as we go through this i pray that our minds our hearts and our spirits would be prepared and ready and willing to hear i thank you for all you do and turn this time over to you completely in jesus name amen so chapter one Genesis. It's pretty exciting stuff. It's interesting. It's the beginning. And so let's go ahead and just start in. I'll be reading all the way through. And then we'll go back and read some commentary from from Tozer, A.W. Tozer today. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. But God called the vault sky. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered in one, to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the, the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land, that bear fruit with seeds in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give the light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate lightness, light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures, let birds fly above the earth, the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water and the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. Verse 24. 
And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the living, the lot, I'm sorry, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that moved along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. <clears throat> then God said, let us make mankind in our, in our image. The interesting part of all of that is mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So God, in six days, created the heaven and the earth, and mankind, and all the animals and everything else. Pretty busy week. You know, at times I complain about how busy I am. I don't think I'm quite ever going to be that busy. <laughs> but let's think about a little bit about and hear what A.W. Tozer has to say um, about this, about all of it. And, and anyway, so let's just read. He, he poses some challenges out there and addresses challenges. And one of his books that he writes and that we read from is called The Pursuit of God. And he writes about Genesis 1-1, where it says, In the beginning, God. He writes, No matter, for matter is not self-causing. It requires an antecedent cause. And God is that cause. Not law, for law is to be a name for the course which all creature, creation follows. That course had to be planned, and the planner is God. Not mind, for mind also is a created thing and must have a creator back of it. In the beginning, God, the uncaused cause of matter, mind, and law. There we must begin. <laughs> so, that's Tozer at his deepest and confusing at times. He also writes in the attributes of God, the first one, because there's two. There's attributes of God one and two. He writes, Christianity is a gateway into God. And when you get into God with God, Christ and God, then you're on a journey into infinity, into infinitude. There is no limit, no place to stop. There isn't just one work of grace or a second work or a third work, and then that's it. There are numberless experiences and spiritual epics and crises and cries, I'm sorry, crises, yeah, that can take place in your life while you're journeying out into the heart of God and Christ. God is infinite. That's the hardest thought I've I will ask you to grasp. 
You cannot understand what infinite means, but don't let it bother you. I don't understand it, and I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> infinite means so much that nobody can grasp it. But reason nevertheless kneels and acknowledges that God is infinite. We mean by infinite that God knows no limits, no bounds, and no ends. What God is, he is without boundaries. All that God is, he is without bounds or limits. So then he also talks about verse 31, where it says, God saw all that he made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. He writes about the Old Testament. If you will really give yourself to study, you will discover that the Old Testament is a marvelous rhapsody on the natural creation. Start with Moses, and when you get beyond the Levitical order, you will find him soaring in his acute consciousness of the presence of God in all creation. Go on to the book of Job, and in the closing sections, you will be amazed by the sublimity of the language describing the world around us. Then go on to the Psalms, and you'll find that David literally dancing with ecstatic delight as he gazes out upon the wonders of God's world. Begin reading in Isaiah, and you will find the loftiest imagery. It is neither fanciful nor flight, flighty, but a presentation of the wonders of creation as the prophet observed them. These men, who were some of the holiest and godliest men of the ancient times, revealed in their writings that they were intensely in love with every natural beauty around them. But always they saw nature as the handiwork of an all-powerful, all-wise, glorious creator. That was from his book, Whatever Happened to Worship. So when, I, when I'm thinking about Genesis, and I'll just end here, people used to say, they say to me, how do you believe in God creating the world and doing it in six days and a being that, doesn't that has always existed, just speaking these things into existence? And when I think about what, Tozer just said, and the natural beauty that's around us. And that beauty is not just sunsets and mountains and seas. It's people and the diversity of people and the way an eye works and a finger moves. The diversity of the mountains and the universes and the stars. I think it takes more faith to believe in accidental creation than it does a living God who wanted, who built this and wanted to fellowship with us. That truly is where I, st where I stand on that. I always, I have for a long time, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but I can tell you that the cha life changing events in my, in my existence and in my life through faith in Jesus and communicating with God on a daily basis. Even when, what's so crazy is even when I turned my back on God, he didn't turn his back on me. He was always omnipresent and near me, next to me. It's just I didn't know it, and I wasn't looking and seeing him. But then to know that he didn't turn his back on me and loved me, he did talk to me every day. He does talk to me every day, even when I was rebelling. He loves us. And I'm so excited to read this story. The story in the, for the beginning 
of the earth and the people on it and the reason for the Bible. I'm sorry if I'm putting too much of my own thoughts into this because ultimately at the end of the day, it's not me, it's him. So take what I just said with a grain of salt. But with that, I thank you for joining me and I'm just going to close in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done. You are a marvelous and wonderful God. I'm grateful that just like with the Israelites, you didn't turn your back on them and you haven't ever turned your back on me. Even when I rebel, you're there. You're waiting for me to snap out and quit being stupid. And I'm grateful, Lord. And I just pray as we read, as we go through this, as we're on this journey together, I pray that we would grow closer to you that our hearts and our minds would be open to you and that we would, at the end of the day, understand in just a small way how infinite you are and glorious you are. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.